You're listening to the Mindset Forge podcast. Welcome back. It's episode 104. Hey, today's a solo cast. I'm going deep into what I consider one of the biggest challenges with body transformation, with getting into that new lifestyle, that new habit, and it is not going to the gym. It is not. Unfortunately, it's not even moving more, exercising more, doing a strength training program. It is the end-all, be-all body composition changer, and that's going to be what you're putting in your body. Now, there's a thousand ways to do it, and there's a thousand fad diets out there, so I'm going to demiss some stuff, and I'm going to go right into the heart and soul of like what you need to be doing in order to guarantee you're getting results, because anything less is probably a waste of your time. Before we talk about that, a couple of things I want to talk about. First off, I uh, did want to mention the Biohackers World Conference here in Austin, Texas, uh, April 6th and 7th. Check the show notes, uh, shoot me an email, or mention something in one of the articles on my Facebook page to get entered into a raffle uh, for free tickets for that event. It's going to be here in Austin, uh, April 6th and 7th. You're going to learn a lot, and you can hang out with me and some of my other clients at that event. Also, if you haven't done a review on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and do that. Uh, there's a link to the show notes. Give a five-star review. Tell, tell people why you like it and keep the, the reviews coming in. It's always helpful so that my podcast can show up on new people's feeds and, and suggest that they listen. Try me out. Thanks again for that. All right, let's get into the heart and soul. This is a solo cast all about nutrition. So I'm not going to get into like what specifically to eat and that kind of stuff. I'm talking mindset around how to do body composition change. Now, to, to give you an overarching picture, if I eat generally better, I'm going to be a little bit healthier. That is a given, right? If you decide, hey, I'm going to eat more fruits and vegetables today or for the next couple of weeks, that's a positive. That's health change, right? You're making a difference in terms of your health. But most people have a goal of changing their body composition, of losing body fat, maybe gaining muscle, maybe trying to do a combination of the two at the same time. Hard to do. Hard to do. And it requires a certain level of effort, discipline, and tracking. That Without it, really, most people fall short. And I'll say most people because, yes, if you're somebody who's a professional athlete, if you've dieted for bodybuilding shows, or that's just a big part of how you work, how you live your day, you're very disciplined in that, you may not need to track anymore just because you've kind of figured out, okay, that's the portion size I need, that works for me. You can kind of cut yourself off at the end of the day when you feel like you've eaten about enough, and you generally have an idea of how much protein, carbs, and fat you've eaten. But for most of us, and I'll tell you, all of my clients and everybody else probably listening out there, for most of us, 95%, we need to know what we're putting in our body. If you are the CFO of a company, your job is the financials. Your job is to know the profit and loss, the quarterly reports, those types of things. And you don't actually track the money coming in and out, you're getting fired, right? Be honest, you're getting fired, right? That's your job as the CFO, right? An accountant, it's your job to know the numbers. And so as somebody whose goal is to lose weight, you have to become the CFO, the chief food officer for your body. And so you can't be the person that says like, yeah, I want to lose weight. Yeah, I want to work out. Yes, I want to change my body, but I'm not willing to count calories or I'm not willing to track the food that I'm eating. Because if you're not willing to do that, then you're not actually going to know how, what you're actually eating, how much you're eating, if it's enough, if it's too much, all that type of stuff. 
We've got to find that sweet spot where you're eating enough food, enough protein, right? So that we can keep muscle while we lose body fat. This is so important for anyone who's on a weight loss journey or has a significant amount of weight to lose or is on semiglutide or Zempic, one of those types of things. You're going to lose so much muscle unless you get these things right. So that's what I want to deal with today. I really want to give an opportunity for you to think about, okay, am I doing everything I'm supposed to do? And I'm going to shout out one of my clients. His name is Chris. He just started online with me, so I don't even see him in person. But he, over the last couple of weeks, he's lost two and a half pounds. He's been tracking. I, I sent him a nutrition guide, some, some meal concepts that he can use. And he has been very disciplined on eating the meals, the portions. We even discussed he was going to go out with his friends to a restaurant, what he was going to eat. He's going to order a chicken sandwich, different condiments, no mayo, things like that. He just really mapped it out. He was planning ahead. And because of that, he's getting the results. A pound a week about is where he's at, and that's what he wanted to lose, and he's on track right? But everything is meticulous. So shout out to Chris because that is literally what it takes. You can't do it without that kind of recognition of like where you're at, how many grams of protein, carbs, and fats you're eating in a day. And does that equal enough calories? Because if you're talking about the hierarchy of nutrition, when it comes to body composition change, now I'm talking about body comp, not, not health in general, but body composition change. Calories in versus calories out is the top of that pyramid of importance, right? You've heard probably that somebody has eaten only Twinkies, but eaten a, like a limited amount of it, right? So if I eat 1,600 calories of Twinkies only over the course of a month and my body needs 2,000, I am going to lose weight. Am I healthier? Yeah. Debatable. But the point is that the amount of calories you're taking in versus the calories you're burning just in lifestyle and, and walking around, that deficit, that is the most important thing to losing body fat. Okay, number two is going to get into macronutrients. So your protein intake, making sure that's enough so you're meeting your nutrient needs so that your body can maintain muscle mass and tissue so that it convinces the body to lose body fat, not muscle. It's a lot easier to kind of melt off muscle just by fasting and just working out and doing HIIT training and just kind of starving your body all day. That's an easy way to lose a lot of weight, but actually lose a lot of muscle. And that's what's happening with a lot of people that are taking Ozempic, semiglutide, is they're losing weight. The body composition is dropping, but the percentage of that is muscle mass loss, not overall body fat. And so a key component there you need to understand. And that's why I definitely recommend, and this is like, as you start prepping for weight loss or body composition change, do more than just measure your weight, right? Measuring weight is a good indicator of change, but when it comes to like actual body composition change, the end all be all would be go get a DEXA scan. One of the things I do with my concierge clients is I send them to the University of Texas, they get a DEXA scan, and that gives them skeletal muscle mass, body composition in terms of body fat and muscle mass, but also visceral fat below the uh, abdominal wall, kind of around the organs, and also bone density. It's a fantastic uh, just test to really see where your health is, where your body holds weight, holds muscle, holds fat, right? You get that, and then you can truly look at, okay, what's going to happen in the next three months? What's our goal, right? And then you got to look at, okay, yes, weigh yourself, 
couple times a week. I tend to weigh myself daily because I like to see the little fluctuations and I just track it. When I'm trying to lose weight, I'm tracking just those daily numbers. Not getting too up and down about what the number says, but over the course of the week, I do an average and I notice that my weight kind of ticks down a half pound to a pound a week, which is exactly what I want. You may have a different relationship with the scale, and if that's the case, you might consider weighing less times a week. And I, what I highly recommend is doing some sort of body composition measurement, like waist at your belly button or at, at your hips, chest measurement circumference, maybe arm and leg, something like that that you do once every couple of weeks to really see where that body composition change is showing up on your body. With my clients, I make them do that every couple of weeks because we can really get a rhythm of like, are we losing weight? Is it in the right places? Specifically, if we're losing about a quarter inch around the stomach each week, that is bueno. That is exactly what we want. It's a nice, slow, appropriate weight loss for losing fat without losing a lot of muscle. Okay. There are three main types of dieting. All right, and you've heard of all three of these. So when I tell you about them, you'll be like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. You've got the time restriction diet, which is intermittent fasting, creating like a fasting window and then an eating window, right? And what that basically does is it creates such a small window to eat that you probably can't overeat in that small window. And then you've got 14, 16, 18 hours of fasting where you're not eating at all. So you're not getting any calories in. So that creates kind of a, a rigid window to eat a little bit more fully. If you really like to gorge yourself with food, you eat in that window of six to eight hours, and then you're not eating for the rest of the day. It has shown that it works, but very hard to get enough protein in during that small window to be able to hit your macronutrient goals, which then in turn makes people lose a little bit more muscle than if they were eating protein throughout the day. So I don't necessarily recommend that one. The second would be a macronutrient deficit. And what, what that would be is specifically like, I'm doing no carb, right? So the carnivore diet or keto, or a lot of these are kind of based on like, let's just take out one of the three macronutrients. We've got carbs, fats, and proteins. So if we just get rid of carbs, that's a third of our calories, right? There's a few things happening biologically when you do that. But the problem with that is lifestyle. A, very hard to do. B, it's really not something you want to sustain long-term. It's not something that you want to be like, I'm spending the rest of my life not eating carbs. Imagine no more spaghetti, no more burgers and fries and all that kind of stuff. Like those things, so you have to really neglect those urges for your whole life, probably not might be a good approach short term, but not necessarily lifestyle building. So the one I highly recommend, but I do think it's actually the hardest and for good reason, because it actually requires you to do the most work, to be the CFO of your body, right? Chief food officer. This is where you literally count calories. You get MyFitnessPal, chronometer, something like that, and you're counting the food that you're eating, you're putting in your body, you're tracking the macronutrients, the protein levels, the carbs, the fats, and you're seeing that you're getting enough protein. And when I say enough protein, generally I tell people, what's your ideal body weight? So if somebody's 200 pounds and they wanna get down to like 180, that's like when they remember that they think is like their, their lean, strongest version of themselves, then I would say, hey, let's shoot for 180 to 185 grams of protein a day. Uh, let's start there. We want to hit that protein intake 
to make sure we have enough protein to really feed the body the uh, amino acids things like that so you can really keep your body super healthy especially if you're doing strength training you need those pro that protein to recover to heal and to get your muscles stronger and stronger so highly important okay so it doesn't really matter when you eat those calories either like you can have a meal in the morning go five hours no food eat lunch at two o'clock and eat dinner at at eight at seven or eight nine i don't care 10 o'clock at night the whole idea that you shouldn't eat before bed is really just to keep people from making bad decisions and snacking before bed but when you're trying to count calories and get your macronutrients in you really have to hit your goals there's a lot of people that will get to you know dinner time and they're like crap i need 60 grams of carbs i need 80 you know protein and i need 20 fat you got to eat it maybe you eat half of it then and then maybe two hours later you eat a little bit more you have a smoothie or something like that to get the rest but you don't go to bed under shooting your caloric intake because that caloric intake is already at a deficit you don't want to be at a significant deficit because that will really put your body into a place where it's not ideal right it's going to affect your sleep it's going to you're not going to lose body fat as well it's just not a good place to live so you want to hit those target goals with your calories and then your macronutrients, right? And then below that, in terms of prioritization, it would be like the quality of food, organic, whole grains, fruits and vegetables, those types of things. Hey, if you can get really high quality stuff, grass-fed beef versus regular select beef, hey, awesome. That's even better, healthier for you. But we don't want to put that up at the top because then we don't really understand that like body composition doesn't happen because we're eating healthier foods. It's because we were eating less calories than before. Okay, so that's really what I want you to understand. And, and here's the last piece, right? Even though it doesn't directly impact your calories in, your calories out, weight loss, your sleep is essential. We grow in our sleep. We recover in our sleep. We lose weight in our sleep. Right? Like there's so many things happening, hormone function, recovery, body cells, rebuilding, all those things are happening when we sleep. So if you're going to put your focus and intention into weight loss, you got to try to get seven to eight hours of sleep a night so you can maximize your recovery, which is also going to lead to better weight loss. That's all I got for you. Really just a lot to chew on. Take stock. Think about like how dedicated you are and understand that your mindset and the discipline it takes to track is going to be a key determiner if you actually get the results you're looking for. Sometimes we can actually spend too much effort in the gym, going for runs, doing all the physical activity because we actually are good at the you know, actionable stuff of fitness. We're not so good about the discipline of tracking making sure we're getting the right food, all that kind of stuff. And so we don't get the results we're looking for uh, just because we're missing that piece. So this is something for you to think about this week. I do want you to be 1% better just every week by taking some of this information, really maximizing it for yourself. Uh, keep it up. Hey, if you're looking for coaching with me, reach out. You can find a link in the show notes to get a discovery call with me. We can talk about your goals, what you're needing more emphasis and accountability on. I can help you with that. Or I can get you with one of my coaches who can work with you uh, either online or in person across the Austin area. Thanks again for listening to the Mindset Forge podcast.